Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Joe with you on Sports Sunday. First hour will be up on the Les Shop Tires podcast at the end of the show. If you missed any of our NBA Finals, Giannis, Dame, Blazers chatter, you can hear it there. Text line is 503-250-1080. I want to do a little bit of a of a baseball smorgasbord as there's lots of little baseball nuggets that are of, of note. And I'll start with uh, one of our P1 texters who texted last hour. Sorry for waiting so long to get to it. But uh, he said, I'm a lifelong Mariners fan. And I want to know if I should give up hope now before I inevitably get my heart broken this season. <laughs> so the Mariners, if you have not been watching, are actually, surprisingly, in the playoff hunt. Third in the AL West. Right now. They are third in the AL West. They are seven games over 500. And I believe, if my computer would work, they're only three and a half. Nope, not three and a half. Two and a half back of the second wild card spot in the American League. They're in a very, very important stretch of the season right at this moment because the trade deadline is in five days and the Mariners are playing seven games against the A's and the Astros, who are the two teams who are above them in the division. So far, they have taken two of three from Oakland. They've got one more game today starting here in about three hours. And then they've got three games at home against Houston uh, right before the trade deadline. Now, if they win both series, if they go four and three, they might be buyers at the deadline because they're in the playoff hunt. And here's the thing. The Mariners, it's it's such a strange question. A lot of Mariner fans have asked me this, actually, uh, over the course of the last few weeks. Like, should I hope? Like, all, all I see is a bunch of kids, you know, playing clutch baseball, uh, you know, all, all these positive things. But the stats kind of show the opposite. They have a minus 53 run differential, which means they're getting very lucky but also they win a ton of extra inning and one run games, which means they're also kind of clutch. 
it's like that weird line of like, is it all luck or is it actually like they're actually just good in clutch situations? To be honest, if I was a Mariners fan, enjoy the ride right now, man. Like, I don't think you should get your heart broken if they don't make the playoffs this year. They were not supposed to make the playoffs this year, and they're playing way better than expected. Some of the young guys have come up and played really well, like Logan Gilbert, your top starter. Jared Kelnick has not been great. Uh, he's been called back up, and he's you know doing a little better than he was beforehand. But it's you're, you're seeing signs. So come at it from the perspective of this is still the Mariners. They're probably not going to make the playoffs, but they're at late July at the deadline. If they win another game here, they might be buyers. Enjoy the ride. Go go push for this team to make a playoff spot. And if they don't, it was a good season nonetheless, which is better than you could say for any of the last few seasons. So it's like it's Mariner fans are like, I don't I don't want to get excited. Get excited. It's fun. I think you should always be excited when your team is on a having a good season, you know, especially considering we don't know what playoffs is going to mean and what it's going to bring. And, you know, you can have a great season that's, you know, ruined in the first round of of any, you know, playoff series or you know whatever the case is well remember so, the mariners have the longest playoff drought yes in the absolutely and so this is one of those years to where if there's any time for you to get excited it's probably now you know now that you have the potential to make the wild card now that you have the potential to really be good now like, that you've taken two of three from oakland i mean so now in there, a very if, important series if, so if, far if there is any time to be a fan and this is this isn't just for baseball but if your team is streaking at a point or if your team is playing really really good Baseball, football, basketball, whatever. Yeah, now's the time to get excited about that because especially now you're, what, here a, a little over 100 games at this point? Yep. Man, you, you got some time to go. This is the really that – and there's 162 games this year, right? Correct. So there's a full season, you know, ahead of you. There's still well over, you know, well over 50-some-odd games left. Like, yeah, your team could really do the something The Mariners right important. now are at 99 games. So they have 63 games to go. Is that right, Math? Sure. Yes. That's was, not. Yeah. That's math. I was an English guy, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They're fifty-three and forty-six. Language yeah. arts that's, was my thing. That's ninety-nine. Uh, I know how to do math. Um, yeah. So that is. Uh, there are still sixty-three games to go, so that is a very, very, very good chance of having a lot of fun. And when they get to the expanded rosters for the end of the year, you're going to see more uh, of the young guys come up yeah. and get a chance to go. So if you do get a chance to go up to Seattle, and or if you already. That was already a part of your plan. Like I plan to get up there a couple times here in in August just to go check out some games. But yeah, man, get excited. Absolutely, enjoy it. Absolutely, don't be don't be nervous about the crash. Like I, I guess the way I would put it is, don't allow yourself to be heartbroken because you shouldn't have been like ready to be heartbroken. This team isn't there yet. No, but it's playing much better than expected, which might mean that it's only a year or so away from actually becoming a contender if a lot of these players continue to hit. And that's really, really exciting for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 20 years at this point. All right, let's take a break. Let's get back on the clock. But there's a couple other baseball things I want to get to. The A's situation in Oakland, interesting. And the Cleveland Indians, no more. That's next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1018 here on your Sunday morning. A little baseball chatter. There's been a lot of things to get to. I'll begin with the news that happened most recently. It came out on Thursday or Friday this week that the Cleveland Indians will be no more after this season. They have decided to change their name. What are they changing to? To the Cleveland Guardians. Mm. I guess there's the Guardian Bridge in Cleveland, which has two like giant statues at the edge is it, of it. Is it overlooking their stadium? I don't know. Is it I, near I, the stadium, I think? I know very little about Cleveland. It's near the stadium. It is? Yeah. It's like adjacent to Progressive Field. So that's the reason for the name. The main logo, frankly, is terrible, in my opinion. It's a baseball that's like kind of 3D looking, and it's got two Gs on the side of it. And it's like it looks like a car sort like of the angels. It's weird. Uh, it's it's not not really what I want in a logo, but I don't mind the name. I really wanted them to go back to be the spiders, which was their original name before they became the Indians. That's a very underused mascot that I think is pretty cool, like Richmond spiders in college. Like it's a pretty cool mascot. You can have some cool logos and stuff with that. I, I'm I, frankly pretty surprised they didn't do that. There was a huge push from people to be the spiders. But I think Guardians is fine. It's about time, right? I like the name Guardians better than Spiders. Okay. That's cool. I don't know. I don't know why. I think, I, more... I think for me it was more just like the classic, like this is what the team used to be thought that I enjoyed about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a cool name. And uh, they the font is basically the same, and uh, both words have D-I-A-N-S at the end of it, yeah. Indians and Guardians. So it's almost the same font. This one, you know, the Guardians kind of has a, a minor league feel. A little it, bit, right? But the Spiders has like a beer league feel to it, <laughs> you know, so it's totally different. All right, sure. What's our name? We're the Spiders. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Are you playing Legends of the Hidden Temple? <laughs> this is our sign. Everybody makes a spider sign with their hands. Like, cool, man. Well, I, I, I thought the Guardians was kind of a, I don't know, when I first heard it, just 
Yeah, what? Yeah. Guardians. I was like, that doesn't Sounds sound very, very double Until A. Until you learn about the you know connection with the bridge and the statues and everything. I'm like, okay. And in it just Indians, it just feels like Guardians. It, you know, it's not too yeah. far. You know, as far as phonetically speaking, off from the original name. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm down. But yes, I'm not crazy about the logos. Very Minecraft ish. It kind of is, right? <laughs> yeah. It kind of is. I think that's the thing. It's like, okay. You have a professional sports franchise, and I'm assuming you spent a ton of money on, like, a marketing firm and a design firm to come up with your logo and your name. And then you release the name, and isn't it almost always disappointing? Aren't you almost always, as a fan, like, you spent all that money on that? Yeah, but, I mean, at least they took a crack at it. Looking at you, Washington football team well i mean they're gonna they're gonna pick it they're gonna change they're gonna pick the name but you went a whole season two seasons now because it's not gonna be till the end of this year right i don't know your name is the the washington football team cool man like so at least they (laughs) took a crack at at least trying to rebrand and rename their team before you know before it got too far down the line well i mean wasn't it for washington like they they changed it really close to the season so they were like look whatever we're just going to be wft right now yeah they're, yeah, they're going to be district five <laughs> essentially <laughs> um all right and then the final note before we uh, get to hate it or love it next segment and this is probably the biggest note is that the city of oakland has voted six to one in favor of a non-binding term sheet for the A's proposed waterfront ballpark, Howard Terminal, uh, this was earlier this Tuesday, which in th- on paper, in theory, sounds great, right? The city and the team have been going at it for a long time. You know, they want to build a new stadium. The Coliseum is is terrible. You know, it's a sewage factory. And um, it's, it's just not a good stadium to play in. Oakland has already lost their other two professional sports franchises as the Warriors have moved across the water to San Francisco. And the Raiders went to Vegas. So they've got one team left. And Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, comes out and is like, hey, if you guys don't get a working on a deal, then we're going to move the A's to Vegas, is basically what he said. And he, he said Vegas or maybe some other cities. But he's using Vegas intentionally because who did they lose their football team to? Vegas. It's a scare tactic. So this looks all good on paper. And then the A's come out and they say after this vote happens, a yes vote by their terms is basically a no vote, and we don't know what we're going to do moving forward. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so the so the city refused the initial, I guess the term sheet is the correct term, refused the term sheet of the A's, made their own, and then approved it. And then the A's are like, well, no, no, this is not what we agreed to. This is not what we put out there. So the fight's still going to go on. I, I'm I'm kind of torn on how to feel about this because – I would hate for the fans of Oakland to lose every one of their sports franchises in a three-year window. I mean, because that's what's happening. You lost the Raiders last year. The Warriors moved last year. And the A's are going to move in a, in a year or two if they don't get a stadium uh, situation figured out. I would feel terrible for the fans. But I will say there is something that is quite appealing to me about the Las Vegas A's. Vegas has become a, a destination sports city, in my opinion, Seeing the fans at the Vegas Golden Knights games in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, insane. Uh, we did not see fans at the Raiders games, but I think that's going to be quite a good atmosphere as well when fans are back this season. It just feels like that city like has really stepped up and is like, hey, we're going to be a sports city now. So I'm, I'm kind of torn on what I want. Like I'm not an Oakland fan, so I don't really care. 
but it just I feel bad for the fans for losing their teams. Man, if you're an Oakland fan, you can still be a Warriors fan. Like nothing's changed about that. You just go take that little 15 minute, you know, trip across the bridge, and you know, there you are. You're ready to go. Go Warriors, go. As far as the football team, like they didn't want to build a stadium, so you know they moved, and you know here they are again. The, the only, I guess, as far as this article, the only like piece of hope that I took from it is that when they mentioned the other relocation cities, Portland was the first one they mentioned. Not this That's, time. But. I mean, no, as I read that ESPN article, mm-hmm. you know, about it, the the only thing about it when they mentioned, you know, they're, they're open to other relocation options, and one of which, the first one they mentioned was Portland. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm I'm trying to remember the Diamond Project? Like, what happened to that? And, I mean, it like, still exists. It still exists, but I mean, remember the kind of the energy and the, the the hype that we had behind that the Portland Diamond project as far as making sure we could bring a professional team here and I f- it feels like the hype kind of died down you well, know COVID, around that now the covid happened and everything covid was what killed the hype initially of course and right now our city is not in a presentable it's not a, state it's not a, and, and my thing is if city officials fix it like i mean I, I totally understand like there were riots and things downtown but that was what Six months ago, seven, eight months ago, it was before the it was not before, but yeah, before the election and everything like mm-hmm. that. Man, take the boards off the building. It was almost like, a year ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, like take the boards off the building, get our city looking like. Well, it's because it, they it doesn't did look start good. doing that this weekend. They this weekend is like the reopening Portland weekend where they have all those events. But uh, in terms of like cleaning up the homeless situation, yeah, I agree with you on that. Like, wake up, let's go, like. You drive up five north going towards Vancouver, I, both sides of the highway covered in tents. Uh, I picked up my girlfriend from the airport on Saturday mo- yesterday morning, and because of traffic, it had me take the bypass on Lombard. Right. And I got onto five on Lombard, and the merge ramp onto five, it was like a city. There was at least 15 to 20 tents just in the circle there in the middle and then on the edge. I had not, like, I, I go to North Portland every once in a while to have some beer and go to some bottle shops, but I had not taken that specific off-ramp. I was like, oh, my God. And then not to mention Delta Park, which is, like, burned out RV Central in, like, tents and tarps and, and everything. And then there's that street over off Marine Drive. Um, uh, it's, like, there's, like, a farm over there or, like, some, like, farmland, but there's a street that goes to a, a jail. And that oh, street 33rd. is a 33rd, yeah. 33rd is apparently a disaster zone, too. And it's like, okay, so if the Portland Diamond Project still wants to do Terminal 2 as their site, how many of those places are Major League Baseball officials going to see just going to Terminal 2? I haven't even been over to, to like, old, old school slab town over by the terminals. I bet you it's not great over there either. So, I mean, you got to fix the image, right? No, they got so, they have to on. fix a lot of things, and so <laughs> I just right now the city Portland has always been lauded as this beautiful city. You come here and you see the green, and you see the and the, it doesn't look like that right now. So that part needs to be fixed. But outside of you know our the way how crappy our city looks right now, um, I'm I'm honestly I don't think you know Vegas is like you said, man. It's a sexy place for sports right now, and like if you've never been to a fight night or if you've never seen. UFC or anything like that in Vegas like this is a city that's clamoring for professional teams and the first time they get a professional team what do you know like COVID strikes and they don't get to fill any well any, second time well second time they, excuse had the me. they have the Knights but made the Stanley Cup in the first year 
the, the nights, and, yeah, that definitely helped a lot, you know. But uh, as far as like the 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 big three, you know, of sports, you know, hockey's hockey's a great sport. I was gonna say, the, don't you disparage NHL? No, hockey is one of the most fun events that you can possibly because they're having you know, crazy crowds to. there. Absolutely. However, it's it's not football, basketball, and baseball. You know, like so uh, as far as the, the the coverage that it receives, and so sure. for, to be able to fill an NFL stadium in Vegas and then be able to fill an NBA stadium or NBA arena, which eventually will happen. But I think baseball is the next logical thing for, for Vegas to do is like, it's, it's a spectator sport and there's not a better spectator city than Vegas. All right. We got a break coming up next. It is time for hate it or love it. First, Joe, the hater has sports center selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else so what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, that music means it's time for Hate It or Love It. I assume this has not been very competitive the last few weeks. It's been non-existent the past couple weeks. Ah, so it's been four weeks off for Joe, too, for doing Hate It or Love It. That's good. All right, Joe. Well, uh, the uh, the basis of this is Joe will award us points or deduct us points based on our answers. And the winner hosts the last segment. So, Joe, what do you got for us today? Uh, I'm watching like this horse. Us too. Dressage. Is that dressage. Is that, dressage. Is that what this is? Yes. The, the horse is just like prancing about. Dion, prime time. <laughs> Look, literally prancing now. Is there? <laughs> how uh. how are you awarded points for this? Uh, control of the horse. Uh, the horse is from Denmark, apparently. Symmetry or of the, the steps. 
Do you um, think the horse also has to be from the country that the person is from? Uh, is this horse and person from Denmark? I'm going to go no. Probably. Well, it's probably their horse, right? Yeah. They can't just get on a random horse. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, maybe oh, the horse the, came from another country. I was going to say the horse made the trip Denmark. to the Olympics? <laughs> Oh. To the Tokyo? Did the horse mess up a little bit there? I thought I saw its legs go a little weird. Look at this little trot. Uh, How is this a sport? <laughs> I'm so confused. What is happening? Uh, I got to Google how long they've been doing dressage for in the Olympics. That's interesting. Uh, handball also on USA right now. So oh, <laughs> I'm going to go back. Do you want to go to handball or would you like to watch the horse prance? <laughs> Turn to handball, man. Handball, pretty cool. Not now, that, now that badminton is over. Let's turn to handball. Yeah, I'd be down to play some handball sometime. I've played it before in like PE as a kid. It was fun. Yeah, seems mm -hmm. legit. Um, kitchen right now. We're just playing handball against the wall. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving on to our first question. Uh, let me get it pulled up. I don't even know which one the first one. Oh, yeah. Team USA. They lost this morning uh, to France. First loss in God knows how long. Well, minus their ex uh, two, exhibition games. 2004. Yeah, I saw some that like uh, Coach K was 88 and one as the Team USA coach, and Pop has already lost three games. Two and three. Yeah, Woo! not very good. Yeah, very good. Very not a great good. start. Uh, so let's just get right to the business of this Team USA. Hate it or love it, won't win a won't win a medal this year. It certainly does seem like that, doesn't it? They seem very disjointed, and uh, I believe it was Evan Fournier who said after the game, they're all better individually, but they can be beaten as a team. And that is the problem. They don't really have, they didn't really build a roster that makes a lot of sense. You have like two bigs on the entire roster. Your starting center is Bam Adebayo, who's not really a true center. And then you've got JaVale McGee, Sure, he's a true center, but how good is he, to be honest with you? Uh, who's their forward? Like, who's their four? They're playing Draymond Green as a starter because he's big enough to play the four, but okay. And then you've got a bunch of guards, and then you've got, you know, Jason Tatum didn't start, which was strange, but, you know, he, he should probably be a starter for the team. The team is built weird. It's just built weird. And your leading scorer in the game today was Drew Holiday off the bench. Kevin Durant didn't shoot well. Damian Lillard didn't shoot well. Nobody shot well. The team just doesn't look good. I didn't watch the game this morning, but I saw a couple of the highlights on Twitter when I woke up. And there was one possession that they showed where the U.S. had like six rebounds and missed all six shots. And they were all good looks. And it was late in the game with like 30 seconds to go when they needed to hit a shot. So, you know, look, this, this is obviously the best team in terms of the players out there. But I don't know if they're good enough as a unit to win a medal this year. So I'll say I'll say love. They won't win a medal. I'll I'll, I'll say love as well. Um, I think the thing we've learned over this past five games is that the day of guys wanting to take want to shake Magic Johnson's hand on the free throw line, those days are over. Like these dudes are, and most of these guys that they're playing against, they have every uh, country has at least one guy that's in the NBA, one guy who's used to matching up with Kevin Durant or used to matching up with a Devin Booker or Phil or Damian Lillard from there. Uh, you're looking at a team that really didn't have any time to practice together. They kind of got thrown together, had like five days to practice in Vegas. These teams, these teams from other countries have been playing together for the most part, with exception of their NBA guys, 
for a long time, playing on the national team every summer and things like that. So that's just kind of a bit of what they do. And then you look at this roster for Team USA, and there's a bunch of guys that should be there. There's a bunch of guys who shouldn't. Jerry and Grant shouldn't be there. Jamel McGee probably shouldn't be there. Kelton Johnson probably shouldn't be there. Draymond Green is a guy that probably shouldn't be there, especially in a starting role. And so you have a lot of guys like you have some some guys that have proven themselves as NBA talent, but some guys are really still trying to prove themselves like Jerry and Grant and like Keldon Johnson that they even deserve to be st- uh, stars in the NBA at this point. So you're looking at kind of a team that's disjointed and just, you know, kind of here so they don't get fined at this point. But you're looking at, an, uh, at a country, excuse me, a, a nation of, of people from every country that have just gotten so much better at basketball. Look at the Nigeria game at first. So this is one of those things, man. The USA just doesn't have the stars that they did. This isn't Dream Team 1 or even Dream Team 2 for uh, for, for that matter. So this is, I don't even think they're as, they're as good as the 2004 team that got bronze. So no, I don't think they'll medal this year. All right, moving on to some NFL me and Rashad talked a little bit last week about this, about how there's a good quarterback storyline for like 90, 95% of this league. You can go look at all the different teams and make a case that the quarterback situation is somewhat interesting. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, that means that some of these situations have a little bit more pressure applied to them than others. And one of those is the LA Rams, obviously getting Matthew Stafford. So... Hate it or love it. McVay and Stafford have the most pressure in the NFL of any head coach and quarterback combo. Now, I do have some uh, more choices for you, you know, just kind of remind you of what's happening out there. You got uh, Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer, Belichick and Newton, McCarthy and Prescott, Murray and Kingsbury, Tannehill and Vrabel. Some examples there, but... I'm Stafford gonna, and McVeigh, most pressure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hate it. I think the most pressure is a t- is a tandem that you didn't mention. I think it's Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Every year for the past three years, we've said Russell Wilson probably should win the MVP this year. The Seahawks probably should be uh, favored to, or at least one of the favorites to win the NFC West every year. For the past few years, that hasn't been the case. It's been San Francisco a couple years ago, and I think last year the best team in the NFC West was. Uh, was it the uh, was it the Rams? I believe the Seahawks uh, did win. The well, did they really? Last year, yeah. Okay, yeah. But the, the the pressure has been for the Seahawks to get back to the Super Bowl, which they haven't been in about six years at this point. So I think if there's any pressure at this point, and then we heard Russell Wilson probably demanding a trade or probably asking for a trade because he's not getting the things that he needs to do. We've seen Pete Carroll is a great motivator and a great clapper on the sideline, but still hasn't been able to make some of those adjustments uh, towards the end of games to really uh, help the Seahawks. And then Russell's been asking for help. It looks like uh, Chris Carson looks amazing as he's been lifting weights and stuff this summer and stuff. like So it looks like they're trying to do some stuff, but I think the most pressure of any of those guys has to come from Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll because they are the, the tandem that's been the, together the longest as far as any quarterback quarterback and coach tandem in that NFC West. So if anybody knows each other best, it's those two. And I think it's time for them to establish themselves as the best offense in uh, in that division and win from there. But Pete Carroll can't do that. This might be one of his last few years, especially he's like he's like almost 80. Most pressure. That's tough. The Ram- it's uh, the Rams are highly regarded, but I'm not sure the Rams are as good as everyone's making them out to be. Although Matt Stafford, there is certainly exciting. I don't think the pressure is in L.A., though, so I'm going to say hate as well, mostly because I think McVeigh is fairly safe in his job. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say there's a couple other options. I think Seattle is a good choice for sure. How about New Orleans? Now that Drew Brees is retired, Sean Payton has to go with, we're assuming, Jameis Winston, right, as, as your starting quarterback. 
How about pressure for Jameis Winston trying to resurrect his career and pressure for a coach who rode on the shoulders of Drew Brees and still with Drew Brees was not able to win more than one Super Bowl. So I think there's a ton of pressure in New Orleans for that situation. Obviously, Green Bay has pressure with LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers decides to come back. Um, that's that's very, very, very obvious as to why the pressure would be there for that one. Also, one not mentioned, and I think this is more pressure just because it's the last go, is Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger. Is this Roethlisberger's last year? You know, last year he was great while they were undefeated and then completely fell off the face of the earth when they started losing. Can he stay healthy? Can Mike Tomlin bring the Steelers back to the top in probably Roethlisberger's last season? So I think those two teams have a lot more pressure than Sean McVay does. I mean, Matt Stafford is better than Jared Goff. I think McVay's going to be able to do a lot of things with him there. I just don't know in that division, which is going to be really, really tough and a meat grinder again if the Rams are actually going to be good enough to to be considered in my head for having that kind of pressure. So I'd say Saints, Packers, Steelers, more pressure. All right. Going to be a very interesting NFL season and none more interesting than for my own Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, not wanting to talk HIPAA, (laughs) but uh, maybe talking playoffs this year, a contender perhaps uh, with a healthy Prescott, healthy offensive line, wide receiver core looking good. Defense can't be any worse. Hopefully. And Mike McCarthy having a little bit of, uh, you know, reality smacking him in the face last year with a poor season. And Zeke Elliott, everybody's hyping him up, it seems like. He's trimmed down. And that division just probably not being very good. And the Cowboys having the second easiest schedule in the league. Joe has sold himself on this a lot so far. Hate or love it. The Cowboys will have double-digit wins this year. I hate it because it's the NFC East, Joe. Come on. Nobody in that division wins more than nine games a year. I know there's an extra game. It's not going to change a thing. It's going to be nine and eight instead of nine and seven. That's how it's going to go. Also, it's a fairly even division at the top, in my opinion. Yes, I think the Cowboys should likely win the division this year. But Washington's a good team. Don't forget, Washington played really well at the end of the year last year. They they played well in the playoffs against the Bucs in that first round game. Uh, You've got Chase Young. You had a really good defense. You got some good young talent on offense. The Giants get Saquon Barkley back this year healthy, which is going to be big for them. Uh, They have made some changes on offense. They got Kenny Galladay to be the top receiver for Daniel Jones, who, by the way, also is going to have a lot of pressure on him this year to be like, hey, are you actually going to be the guy or do we need to go get somebody else? Uh, I don't think they get double digit wins. I think it's going to be really, really competitive. I even think the Eagles, even though they're kind of a strange team, they hired the unknown head coach and Nick Sirianni and is Jalen Hurts the starter. Okay. And how's he going to do? I think we're going to see the same NFC East we've seen for the last eight years. You're going to see four teams around 500. Uh, am I, I'm hating that they'll make the playoffs. Double, digit, double wins. digit wins for the Cowboys. Oh, so at least uh, 10 and seven. I'm, I, I love it. Um, I think the Cowboys are a 10 win team. I think they've been uh, subpar the past few years, but there's been a lot of issues that go in between there, whether you say it's Jason Garrett or whether you say it was the injuries to Dak Prescott or, or whether McCarthy. you say it was there or whether you say it was the injuries to the offensive line or then getting Mike McCarthy in there. There's been a lot of transition for, for the Cowboys over the last little bit. And, but when we've seen them have a great offensive line and a great running back behind that offensive line, man, Dallas Cowboys are as unstoppable as anybody that you can uh, name. And then you look at this 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 dang roster that they have, man. It's It's 
it's it's pretty impressive, man, when you start looking at their depth chart. And it starts with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. Like, like it's impressive. And then you get into their offensive line. It's like, man, it gets even more impressive. So I think the Dallas Cowboys, especially with having the second, I think the second easiest schedule in yes, the league. Yep. Uh, I think their first big game of the season is against, the, obviously, the, the world champion, um, Buccaneers, but after that, man, their season gets you know relatively winnable. So if they can just stay healthy through most of the season, I don't see why they can't play well at all. I don't know, but I think their offense might be able to outscore people, and I think that's the issue right there. Like their defense can be subpar. Like we talked about Tampa's defense all year, the fact that it wasn't great until it got great, and then I think the Dallas Cowboys have. I'm not going to say as much talent as the Tampa Bay, but I don't think they're super, super far off. So, yes, I do think 10 wins is feasible for Dallas this year. All right. And moving on to our last one, you guys have a chance to correct yourselves, to rethink what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Hate it or love it. The Tom Brady video is not real. I, I hate that it's not real as I'm reading the comments right now <laughs> on uh, on Facebook and things like, man, like Tom Brady. There, there are the haters out there that feel like well, uh, a, whole, a whole SI article was written saying that they think it's fake. Because, I don't care about what SI says. Posted by his videographer, I suppose. I don't care what SI says. Uh, if you think Tom Brady can't throw the ball, that? that's a point for Mike. If you can't, if you think Tom Brady can't throw the ball 10 yards to into uh anybody's hands or anything like that perfectly then you're tripping you obviously haven't been watching football past 20 years or so if you think that he can't throw that ball uh 10 yards now does it seem unlikely perhaps but you're talking about one of the most accurate quarterbacks over in history especially over 10 yards so yes i think it's real you're a hater joe whatever bro. i've amended to i think it's real but i think <laughs> oh no i i think you'll appreciate this I think it's real. I do think he accurately threw the ball into the jugs machine three times in a row, but maybe uh, the person pushing it back to him was edited out. Is that acceptable to you? You both <laughs> lose a point. That's for still thinking it's real. It's I real. mean, it's real to me. Damn it. You, what don't, do you, mean? <laughs> you don't think he could throw it into the machine? No, I don't think any of that is real. He's got seven Super Bowl and rings, bro. Way, Why can't it be real? If any other quarterback in the league posted a video doing that, if it wasn't Tom Brady, would we believe it's is real? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it Russell Wilson? Probably. Yeah, I would. Is it Dak Prescott? No. See, that's the thing. Is your biases determine <laughs> who could actually, who you think could do that? No, I, no, that's not bias. I don't love Russell Wilson like that, but I mean, yeah, I think he can throw 10 yards, but... Uh, with Mahomes, yeah, I think he could do it. Mike reluctantly wins this round. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Hey, I won. Thank you. I was like, please, can I get the Mario music? All right, well, we'll wrap the show up next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I know we only have like one minute left, so I'm not going to dive into anything super heavy or hard here. Good to be back, though. Maybe yeah. I should work on, you know, I feel like I've been the one that's been gone for a month. <laughs> say you've been here. Man, good to see you, bud. <laughs> Your mic's been off twice of the last three segments. Yeah, don't tell them. There's a button here. It says, it says on. Oh, everybody heard it. Put my business in the streets. <laughs> they heard you talk with no sound coming through. I don't think they, they heard, heard you it. echo through my microphone. Did you hear it, Joe? 
Nope. Didn't hear anything. See? Okay, Joe. <laughs> I did hear him do it earlier, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Joe's just mad at me no, now because I no, refuse to believe the video is fake. <laughs> it's not fake. It's a real video. Uh, yeah, you can join the argument. I tweeted it at Mike Lynch 27. You can also just find that Tom Brady tweeted it. It's a video of him throwing a football into a jugs machine and the jugs machine is returning the ball back to him. Now I will say I am willing to, to agree that maybe that the person behind the jugs machine is, is edited out, but I think he's throwing it in there. I, I, I think need, he is. Yeah, I'm not going to take that. I, I need why <laughs> just that a person was edited out. I mean, that's possible, is it not? Glass half full, huh, Joe? No, I want, I, I want the full. <laughs> you want the full here. banana? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that had been Dak Prescott, he's like, look how ready for the season he is. Let's look at go. How accurate. Surgery, no surgery, perfect. No, uh, and he can catch. Have him play wide right receiver. Seriously, the first thing I thought of <laughs> were those fantasy file commercials from like 15 years ago when they made all the fake videos of players doing things that nobody could ever do, and that's one of them. And look. It worked. Tom Brady's got us all talking and up in arms about it. Did you see Tom Brady's uh, jokes at the White House? <laughs> yes. Pretty I think solid. this is something I'm, I'm going to say. Uh, this is going to open up a can of worms that sh- I shouldn't say now, but maybe we can talk about it next week. Well, you're going to be out next week. But um, I want to talk about this with you, Rashad. I think Tom Brady, now that he's a buck, is actually likable. Absolutely. That's 100%. He was... He he's funny. He can be himself. 100%. He's got a personality. Yes, absolutely. Now that he's not playing for the the, the machine, which is the Patriots and uh, Bill Belichick, he can show his personality. You know, when you talk, when you Belichick is your coach, you talk like him, you act like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On 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 the brook, on the, yeah, we're, we're on the temple. Tom can show his personality now. Now, now we has, love him. Now he's got personality. Now, now he's getting drunk and throwing the trophy and ma- making jokes about. Truthfully, he's always Donald been drunk. When, uh, he's always been drunk at the uh, well, at the parades and at the ring ceremony. Yes, yes. But. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. If you missed any of the show and you want to hear it, Les Schwab Tires podcast is where you can find it. We'll be back next week, nine to eleven. Although I believe Rashad is out, so it'll be Joe and I next week. No, maybe not. Maybe not. No, maybe, maybe we'll be off next week, or you can do the show solo. Yeah, it's highly possible I'm not here either. Oh, all right. Well, send an email to the boss and we'll get it figured out, all right? We'll do it. All right. Uh, We'll be back, maybe. Who knows now? (laughs) Bye. Later. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.